This podcast is for voice teachers and coaches to answer the question, how do I grow my teaching business and even break out of that one-on-one lesson model so that I can reach and teach who I want whenever I want? I'm your host, Allie Tyler, voice teacher of over a decade and marketing and business coach for fellow voice teachers. Welcome to the Voicepreneur Podcast. Hey, 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 voice teacher. Welcome back to another episode. Oh my goodness. This one's going to be a very juicy, jam-packed, probably not super long. I mean, I never know as I'm recording it how long it's going to be, but I don't anticipate this one being a very long episode, but I sure, sure hope that it does its job, which is that I really want to help us think about outsourcing in a different way. (laughs) This is such an interesting conversation to have because earlier this year, I can't remember the exact date that I put out this episode, but I was talking about the three biggest lessons that I have learned over the year and the best things that I have done for my business. And one of them, of course, was outsourcing. And it was specifically hiring my VA, Mika, who I love and adore and who is amazing at what she does. And I seriously would not be here without her. That is absolutely an episode that I really had hoped would inspire people to outsource if they needed it. Absolutely. And outsourcing is a nuanced topic. And I want to shed a little bit more light on this topic because there is a time to outsource and then there is a time not to outsource. And what I see happen too often is that we are actually now outsourcing too early. What happens is we listen to an episode like the one I put out (laughs) or we're seeing other people who are scaling and we're like, oh my gosh, that sounds so attractive. I want to work less. Yes, let's just hire people. Yes, you do my web design. You do my sales page. Sure, make my email marketing. Like Whatever the thing is that we don't want to do, we will end up outsourcing it because we don't want to do it and because it sounds sexy and because we want to scale. But here is something that I really need you to listen to. This is so freaking important. Like whatever you're doing right now, tune into me right here in this moment because this is the most important thing that people are not doing. (laughs) The biggest mistake that people are making when it comes to outsourcing is that they do not have the selling skills yet to actually make enough money to outsource. If you are not selling your things, <laughs> your voice lessons, your products, your warm-up tracks, your course, whatever it is that you are making and you are trying to sell and you don't have the selling skills yet to actually make the money to outsource it, then you are likely outsourcing too early. It is so, so important to drive this point home. I see this time and time again, and I have done this myself, where I go, you know what? I'm going to invest in my business. I'm just going to pay somebody to do this thing, and this is going to be the thing that is going to help me make the money, and if I just pay them, then it'll just get the ball rolling, and then we'll get it going, right? But again, if you don't have those selling skills, and now you've just outsourced this thing to that person, and now you have a finished product that you're trying to sell, but you're not actually making the money to have a return on that investment, then you have just created a sunk cost. And hey, 
it happens. Sunk costs are part of business. It's part of the learning experience of business. It's part of the growth. And it's also just part of it. <laughs> like, you know, sunk costs are kind of a thing that always happen. And I'm thinking a lot about my husband right now and what he does with real estate. And yeah, it's a crazy, crazy world to be in this business world. You know, there are going to be times where you're going to be spending money and you're not going to make it back. And that is fine. That is normal. But here's what I don't want to be normal for that to be normal. <laughs> Like that should not be a normal thing all the time. Sunk costs are very specific moments in time where you learn something from it and you don't let it happen again. So let me give you an example of what I mean by this. And I've actually already created a whole episode about this. You'll have to dig a little bit deep in the archives there, but it is the episode where I talk about how I wasted $2,000 on Facebook ads and I did not make a single dime back when I was trying to sell my Own Your Voice digital program. And here's exactly what I'm talking about. This is literally exactly what I'm talking about. I got super excited by the fact that I could scale this thing, that I could just throw some money into Facebook ads and it would just make my money back for me because that's what Facebook ads are supposed to do and all would be good. And I would just hire somebody to do it, which I did, and the magic would be done and I would get my return on investment. And that is not what happened at all. And that Oh man, I love that story so much. Like it was so heartbreaking at the time. It was so, so, so awful at the time to be like, I just literally sunk $2,000 down the freaking drain. But you know what? I learned so much from that experience. And this is what I learned. I didn't have the selling skills yet. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have solid branding. I didn't really have a strategy. I was kind of following someone else's strategy that really didn't work for my audience. I didn't have content that even led them to my offer. My content didn't really correlate with my offer. I didn't talk about my offer on my Instagram enough. There were so many mistakes that I made that led to that moment of wasting all of that money. And the biggest thing that I took away from it was, I am going to figure this out myself. I got to get scrappy. Like I got to get scrappy and I got to figure out how to sell before I even hire anybody else to help me. Because here's the thing. If you can't sell your voice lessons or any of your offers at the scrappiest level, and what I mean scrappiest, I mean like there's no sales page, you've got one checkout page, or maybe you don't even have a checkout page. Like you're doing everything through Venmo or through Zelle, which I do not recommend doing, but maybe you're doing that and that's totally fine. Like the scrappiest way. If you are making consistent money in that way, you are actually seeing that you can sell. Like you have the skills to sell and you can make money at an organic pace, not a paid pace where you're paying Facebook ads to do it for you, but organically you are actually making sales, then you can start outsourcing. So one of the things that I see a lot, and especially with voice teachers, and it's a really, really, really tricky dance. It is such a tricky dance, is that we get exhausted by our teaching schedules rightfully so, we're teaching a lot of students and we don't always have time. We don't have time to do all these nitty gritty techie things like making a sales page or a checkout page or a funnel or all that stuff. And I totally get it. I am right there with you. I was doing all of the exact same things as you, but you know what? I never hired anyone. Never. 
Not a single time. Mika is the very first person I've ever hired in my whole business journey, which is fucking crazy to me. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to say it. It's fucking crazy to me that I went that long. And you know what? If I could go back in time and hire somebody earlier, I would. I think I went a little bit too long trying to do it all by myself. But I say this because it's possible. It is possible to get scrappy, to figure it out, and to do it by yourself. Sometimes you got to wake up at 5 a.m. to make that damn checkout page. And sometimes you have to be very diligent about that 30 minutes that your son is napping and not be scrolling on your Instagram and actually going and making a piece of content that's going to be valuable for people, right? Like this podcast episode. (laughs) Like you have to be in charge of your own time and your own energy and you have to take responsibility for your schedule. You have to take responsibility for your boundaries and What's so important about this, like what I find to be really important, is that part of the savviness of being a business owner is recognizing the skills that you do need to learn. One of my biggest pet peeves, oh, it's, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be real. It's one of my biggest pet peeves is when people hire web designers and they have no clue how to edit their own website. Like that's totally unacceptable to me. If you make any offer changes or you want to make any changes at all ever and you want to tweak your website, you need to be able to know how to do that, my friend. You really need to be able to know how to do that. Just like you need to be able to know how to send a mass email. Just like you need to know how to make a Canva post. Just like you need to know how to make a checkout page. You do. These are all important skills to learn and they are not hard to learn. You just need to do it once. But that, that right there, the you just need to do it once, that's the part where we get tripped out because we go, oh, I just, oh, I don't want to do it. It causes so much resistance. Ah, I don't don't have time. I have this. I have that. I'm just going to hire somebody. It's just easier. And look, it is easier. It is easier. But are you actually getting a return on your investment? Or are you just sinking your money because you are not investing your time to learn the skills that you need to keep your business sustainable? And this includes tech skills as much as it includes selling skills. Don't just hire somebody to make content for you if you don't even have content that makes you money already. That makes no sense. (laughs) I love you, but that makes no sense. You need to prove it to yourself. You need to actually see, oh, I can do this organically. And if I can do this organically, then now I'm ready to pay somebody to help me to make this faster. But if you don't have those skills in the beginning, then now you're just sinking the cost. So what does it mean to develop the selling skills? It means to commit to this. It means to practice. Try different ways of posting. Try different ways of selling. Try different ways of teasing. Try different ways of emailing and talking to your people and DMing people. And this is the fun of it. This is the game, my friend, is you are learning as you go. And again, When you feel more confident with this, when you're like, oh, okay, I know how to do these really annoying things like making a checkout page and sending out this email, then when you're really in your business and you have these great ideas and you want to commit to them and you want to actually make money from them, it's going to be so freaking easy to do because you've already learned how to do it. (laughs) And that is huge. So that for me was the moment when I realized, okay, I am ready to hire Mika. I'm ready to hire my assistant. And 
I know that at this point, since I have proven to myself that I've created a community, both as a voice teacher and as a marketing and business coach for voice teachers, like both of those businesses simultaneously, I had to prove to myself that I could build the community, that I could create the posts, that I could sell, that I could do these things, that I could make the money all on my own, and then I can accept help as a way to actually scale it. Something else that I really love about the way that I approached hiring my assistant was that Mika is basically my right-hand woman in all regards. She's not my web designer and she's not my, you know, email marketer. (laughs) Like I didn't hire her as a specific task. She is my person who does all of it with me. So it's a collaborative effort. Did I have to train her in the beginning? Of course, absolutely. But now we have this really great groove where she can go in and do these little tasks that I actually already know how to do. And that's wonderful because now we can work as a team. Now we can communicate with one another where she can say, hey, this thing happened in Kajabi and can you check that out? And I can be like, yeah, and I can go in there and do that real quick because I know how to use Kajabi and I know how to you know, structure most of those things, although she's better at it than me. <laughs> and if she's listening, she's totally laughing because there's so many messages where I'm like, Mika, I can't figure out how to do this in Kajabi. Help me. But that's the thing is that we are a team, right? It's not just this entirely outsourced project where I don't even see what happens behind the scenes and, you know, they just kind of come at me with a final product. Now, I'm not saying that that's bad. I don't want you to listen to this and be like, oh, shit, she's at me right now. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Everyone's business is super different, okay? Everyone has different needs. So that's not what I'm saying. But I wanted to just share that because I think it is a very interesting thing to think about when it comes to outsourcing because now you get to take responsibility for learning these tasks and learning these skills on your own first. Then you could potentially bring somebody in to help you. You can outsource those tasks to them. You can oversee it. And anytime your business changes, which it always freaking will because you always change and that's how it works, it's not going to be that crazy. It's just like these waves that you ride, but you're riding it with somebody who can help you. So anyway, that's personally how I did that. I went on a little tangent there on how I actually went about hiring my assistant, but somebody needed to hear that, I know. And ultimately, what I really want you to take out of this episode is to genuinely think about whether you actually have the selling skills that you need to make the money to outsource. Keep refining this for yourself. Make it a challenge for yourself, a good challenge. I am learning something new. I am refining making money on my own. I don't need other people technically. I really don't. I don't need other people to make money on my own. I mean, I'm saying that and then I'm like, there's probably little exceptions. But (laughs) for the most part, I would really stand by that statement. I really do. I don't think that you need to be outsourcing to a bunch of people to make money. I think you can do this on your own, my friend. So try it out. Let's see. Let's just see how it feels. And if this episode does not resonate with you, if you are like, I'm just going to ignore Allie and I'm going to keep on doing my outsourcing thing, then great. I love that you have personal discernment. That is awesome. Also be sure that you are really checking in on your expenses. Don't let it go past 30%. I really try to keep my expenses under 30%. That's me personally, and I think that's a really good rule to live by.
Okay, my love, that is what I have for you. And I hope that this inspires you in some way, shape or form. Let me know on Instagram what you took away from this. I'm so, so curious if you are somebody who is outsourcing right now, if it's something that you know that you want to do in the future, if this landed for you, if it didn't, I just want to hear all the things. And I love you so much. And I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll catch you in the next episode. Oh my goodness, that was so juicy and I'm so glad you're still here listening. You are amazing and I can't wait to see what you take away from this episode and what you bring into your teaching business. Oof, it is gonna be so good. If you wanna come and see for yourself what it means to grow and scale your teaching business, come and check out the resources inside of the show notes or visit us over at thevoicepreneur.com. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at The Voicepreneur. Or if that's not your vibe, that's totally fine. Share it with your two best voice teacher friends so that we can continue spreading the good word that you can create a sustainable, spacious, and fun as fudge cake teaching business that makes an enormous impact on your students' lives and your life and your bank account. It's awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I love you so much. And I can't wait to see how your business changes your life. I'll catch you in the next episode.